Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to to ghost Ghost host, Host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the ghost host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly. Weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Roth, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickRothTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. That's right, it's the ghost host show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com, and now on GhostHunting.com. And congratulations, Sophia, on now celebrating over 11 years of broadcasting here on both networks. Congratulations, Sophia. You've helped a lot of people throughout the years with your show and thank you, Rob Sirk, the site founder of LiveParanormal.com and GhostHunting.com for providing this format each and every week. 
thank you guys so much also to our moderators for patching us through at live events when we had no internet feed or anything whatsoever. Thank you guys uh, over the years. Feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316 as well. Feel free to jump into the liveparanormal.com chat room. Uh, if you have any questions for our guests, make sure that they're all caps so we can distinguish among the uh, chatter in the chat room. It only takes a second to get yourself an avatar and you're part of the LP family here. Uh, everyone, I hope everyone's keeping safe out there. Today, we welcome filmmakers, co-producers, and seasoned paranormal investigators, Kendall and Vera Welp. Welcome to the show. Once again, they join forces with Steve Gonzalez in directing decades-long investigative home hauntings, uh, in a, in a residence uh, for this film, The House in Between Two. And both join us today on the show to celebrate the sequel launch. Uh, to watch The House in Between Two now or uh, available on Blu-ray and DVD, visit thehouseinbetween.com. That's thehouseinbetween.com. Also, they are at uh, robotninjamedia.com, Twitter and Instagram, at Kendall Welton, at Vera Welton, at Steve's Gonsalves Official, and Facebook, The House in Between Doc. Next weekend, we have Travel Channel and Discovery Plus's The Ghost Brothers. Uh, they're going to be on to promote Fright Club, uh, this season two that's uh, taking place right now as well. That's going to be next Saturday the 16th. Also, Intuitive Medium and Pet Grieving author Rob Gutro returns to the show. That'll be on the 23rd, promoting his new book. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. We have some great ones coming up too as well. Uh, check out the group pages here on LiveParanormal.com and also check out the membership packages. They start as low as $2.99 a month. And Rob Sirk's great at rewarding everyone with autographed books by some of your favorite paranormal authors. That all takes place for the members here on Live Paranormal and Ghost Hunting. Also support the vendors here on Live Paranormal as well. Archive shows, if you miss anything, uh, they're available on the homepage of Live Paranormal as free MP4 iTunes downloads. And let's bring in the host here, the ghost host, Sophia. Trying to unmute you. That usually means we have a lot of people listening in. Sophia, there you are. Congratulations on over year, 11 years here on Live Paranormal. Thank you. I can't believe it's been that long. I know. You're doing a fantastic job. You got all these things. You got the Twitter, the Instagram, all these uh platforms out there where can people find you i'm on twitter at sophia temporelli with one l and instagram just at sophia temporelli yeah we cursed you with a long name so basically if you drop an l in temporelli with sophia uh, you'll be able to find her well this is an exciting show sophia tell us about your guest today we welcome back filmmakers co-producers and paranormal investigators kendall and vera welpson once again, they join forces with Steve Gonsalves in directing an investigative home haunting film, The House in Between Two. And both Kendall and Vera join us on today's show to celebrate the sequel launch. To watch The House in Between Two now or available on Blu-ray and DVD, visit thehouseinbetween.com. You can also go to Robot Ninja Media, Twitter, Instagram, at Kendall Welton, at Vera Welton, at Steve Gonsalves Official, and Facebook at The House in Between Doc. Let's welcome them into the show. All right, Kendall. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hi. Hey. Thank you for having us. Hey, thank you both so much for coming back on today. And congratulations on the house in between, too. Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We're excited about it. 
So to start off, can you tell the audience a little bit about what initially sparked your interest in the paranormal? Was it an experience or have you both just always had kind of a fascination for the unknown? Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I kind of grew up uh, being interested in the paranormal because my family was actually very interested in the paranormal. And later on, uh, I ended up living in a uh, old haunted hospital. And I had some experiences there, mm-hmm. and that sparked uh, my interest in applying for a job on Ghost Hunters as a cameraman, and the rest is kind of history. And your grandma was still your biggest fan. She loved the paranormal she topic did. as well. She did. <laughs> my grandma My grandma really, uh, yeah, she, she really loved it. And actually, she, she subscribed to the TAPS Paramag. I remember uh, Steve hooked her up with a, a nice subscription, so she read – Every month, the TAPS Paramag. She was into it. <laughs> For me, we both grew up similar. We had family members that kind of introduced us. Your parents also loved the paranormal. My parents, both of my parents grew up in uh, a haunted house. So I think they bonded when they were dating with that topic. So and then I was born, you know, so obviously, you know, I grew up listening to all the ghost stories, other um, they're not so much fun stories, and I just naturally have always been mm-hmm. very funded of this topic. And as I got older, um, after my dad passed away, I had an experience that that's what made me dive into the the topic further. It wasn't just a ghost story now, it was more of a search for answers. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, you know, just how hearing about stuff i mean even from like scooby-doo to ghost stories how that really like changes you and kind of makes you wonder and then you know when you actually have an experience of your own it really is like oh hey there's some truth to this i mean what's what's actually the real parts of all that i've heard growing up exactly yeah yeah for sure that first experience is definitely you know an eye-opener because you hear all the stories but then when it actually something strange happens and you can't explain it. I mean, it is life-changing for sure. And I know, you know, Kendall, you said you were a cameraman um, for ghost hunters, but how did you go from each of you having an interest in the field and, you know, having an interest in film to, to starting robot ninja media? Yeah. Um, So I, I, you know, I, I've worked on a lot of paranormal uh, TV shows through the years. I think it's been 15 going on maybe 16 years now uh, with the mm-hmm. interest of, of uh, you know, ghost hunting, the paranormal and filmmaking. So it just kind of made sense. Uh, once Vera and I, um, we started talking about possibly starting a, a documentary company and, um, you know, we wanted to uh, do some branded content and just really start doing our own our own stuff. So uh, we started Robot Ninja back in 2000, what was it, 16, 17? Uh, and yeah, from there, uh, you know, we started um, doing some of our own stuff. And then we got a call from um, Steve Gonzalez uh, about a case in Mississippi. And uh, that mm-hmm. spawned uh, the documentary, The House in Between. And that's kind of what, you know, uh, The House in Between was kind of Robot Ninja's first big project and big film and and uh, you know things just kind of took off from there well i mean the house in between is such an amazing story um how long did it take you to 
from start to finish make the film. And, um, you know, what was kind of the most interesting thing that happened while filming? Oh, man. So, yeah, this has been going on for a while now. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the house in between one, uh, I think it took, what, three years to actually About start to years. finish. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. that wasn't the start of everything. John, Brad, um, Alice, and Sabrina over there, they, you know, Amy. Amy, they were gathering evidence for many years. And John was the first, you know, the first one uh, in Alice's house. And, you know, he had the the mindset to put in a, a DVR system. And, I mean, when he put that in, when they put that in, they put a lot of cameras in there. And they were just recording evidence 24 seven, you know, and Alice didn't live in the house at the time. So they were able to kind of uh, pile up, compile a lot of evidence. And, you know, once it was time to do the documentary, once we, we got in, you know, there was hundreds of hours of of footage, you know, which it was impossible to put it all in the film. We just had to choose the best of the best. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, especially when houses are haunted. I mean, I know you said Alice didn't live in that house at the time, but there's so much that happens just in day-to-day life. And I mean, having it going constantly, I can't even imagine the amount of evidence you had through that many years. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of why it took so long for the first one. You know, we're just trying to figure out how to tell this story Um, as you know, Mm -hmm. the filmmakers, it was, it was tough because, you know, you had, you had a lot of different elements. You had a lot of different people having experiences in the house. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of documentation. And, um, you know, after a while, we, we kind of finally found our flow and found our, our way with format our format. We wanted to tell the story. Yeah, it's, I mean, I lived in a haunted house, and it's really just such a different experience than just straight up, you know, going to a location, investigating, and then, you know, you go home to your own house and go through it. I mean, when when you're living it or, you know, just having a house that you used to live in and had these experiences, it really changes you. And it's, it's not like any other experience you can possibly have in the paranormal. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, Vera and I, in our films, we've kind of stepped into that in telling the homeowner stories, you know, um, stepping into the shoes of the homeowner. It's a different thing from just going in and, and investigating from one day, two days, maybe three days, to actually being boots on the ground for, you know, a month straight or, or you know, two weeks staying in a place. It's just a totally different experience. I think it's a different type of, of even um, investigation altogether, especially when you're living in the house. For sure. And how did you guys go from the house in between one to then creating the house in between two? Um, Yeah. So after we finished um, the house in between one, I know Steve, Vera, and I, we we kind of felt unsettled uh, about Mm-hmm. how things ended on part one, you know, our goal was to get Alice to move in the house and, you know, it was. Find answers for her. Yeah. It was you the finding answers for really, Alice. She's very invested and interested in finding logical answers. She wants to find an explanation of what she experienced all those years. 
she started building the house in 1990. And at this, at this point when she moved out, it was already 2011. So she had enough of it. But instead of selling the home, she went ahead and opened it to investigators to find answers. And, and that's where the, mm-hmm. when everything got interesting. I think um, I kind of lost my thought. You know, you know, part two came about oh, because yes, things, yes, things yes. started, things kept happening in the home. We, yes. we, uh, Brad they, they and kept John, footage more footage happening, more interesting footage yes. than the first. It was just like, man. And then, you know, finally when time came around to, to consider a part two, everybody was asking for it. You know, we have a really wonderful. People wanted more. Yeah, they wanted, wanted more. more. So it just made sense to do a part two. You know, I know it's crazy in the documentary world to even think about a part two. You know, we were kind of like, mm-hmm. but this, you know, part one kind of needed to be longer. Or we needed to, actually it all worked out because we needed to have some of the stuff still be unraveled at the house. Things make more sense to us now with what we know this much longer ahead. Definitely. You know, I think that's one of the things, too, about living in a haunted house. It either leaves you with questions that you just have to have answered or, you know, you get to a point where you're just kind of done with the location and you want nothing more to do with it. Uh, I was asked a couple times recently about the home I used to live in and, you know, just like, do I know who the spirit was, you know, all of the stuff, all the questions that lots of people have. And, you know, my family had at the time too, but for me, I don't, it doesn't even matter at this point, but when, you know, you're dealing with it, like the way Alice is where she can take a step back and, you know, live separately, but still have this house that she loved and all these questions that she desperately wants answered. I think it's a very different situation where, you know, you need them because it's like, what do you do with this house you worked on and lived in for so many years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always try to tell people, put yourself in Alice's shoes. She, she, I don't know, you know, you're, you're building your dream home. You know, I don't know if you've ever Mm -hmm. built a house, but there's a lot that goes into building a home. You gotta, you gotta, you know, pick your plans and pick your paint and pick this and that. And you, you customize it from the ground up and then, you know, all of a sudden all these strange things happen and Alice has this crazy life changing experience and she just freaks out and wants to move out of the house, out of her dream home. Like I can't even put that into perspective for myself. I, I just can't even imagine. But I love her bravery. She's she's not willing to let go mm-hmm. yet. She could have sold the house and be like, good luck, next owner, you know. She could have, yeah. She did, and she's still, she's, she's holding on to it. And, and now with the films, I think she feels more embraced. And um, she's, she's feeling a lot of support from people as where before. I think she felt pretty lonely. And, yeah, um, she, was, she was kind of the outcast of her town. Yeah. You know, she was the, the lady with the haunted house over there. Yeah. You know, it's really shed some light, and that's why, you know, we love doing this story and doing these docs because it does put perspective on somebody's situation. You, you're not just like hearsay of what's going on over there. You're not judging the person. You can actually see. It's not just a crazy story, and it serves its purpose. You know, you mm-hmm. you feel compassion for her for what she's going through. Absolutely, and I know you had so many amazing people working on the house in between part one, but you have. 
some old faces coming back and some new faces for the House in Between Part 2. So can you tell everyone who's a part of the new House in Between 2? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this one, you know, we went guns a blazing. We, we, you know, we brought in more experts. We brought in more uh, professionals. And, you know, again, uh, Steve and I, Steve Gonzalez and myself uh, at the, the head mm-hmm. there directing this. And then, you know, Vera is uh, executive producer uh, uh, alongside of us there. And actually Vera um, dug her heels in and, and did the edit on this. Just a fabulous job on the edit there. Um, we, we had Mike Peebles, who is just an amazing sound guy. He came back and, and did the sound in the field for us. And um, we had a, someone new that um, mixed the sound uh, here for Robot Ninja, and that her name was Candice Rich. And then uh, Jamie McPherson, who operated camera um, for this part two, and that was another addition that we had. Uh, we were able to get a camera off, which was, was nice. Um, and then as far as, like, the new faces, um, the old faces, we got Alice and, uh, Alice and John Bullard and Brad Cooney um, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, boots. They've been in the, the house the longest, you know, uh, helping Alice. And then um, Amy Bullard, who's uh, John's wife, and Sabrina Ross, who's part of the team, the home team there. And it was nice to see Amy step in a little more. Yeah. She had a chance to investigate more. She's done it for so long. But this time she was able to just be more involved, and, and I think it was refreshing. Yeah, she did a, a wonderful job um, on, on the investigation there. Um, we were so excited that uh, Dustin Perry and Elizabeth Saint said yes to come out to the house. Yes, we were. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just amazing to have them out as some, they you know, fantastic. new they investigators. They never investigated before. That's important to mention. They know each other. You know, they've seen each other mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the community, in the paranormal community, but they've never worked we're before. So we were very nervous. We were wondering, would there be, you know, chemistry? Would they connect? Would they be able to work together as a team? Would they, would they flow? Because often you find out that when paranormal groups get together, there's always someone who wants to kind of dominate or lead. take charge yeah. or lead. Yeah. And yeah. we were wondering if that was going to happen. We were so nervous, but it didn't. They were so professional. They worked together fantastic, and that was it was a pleasure to work with them. Yeah, you know, Vera, Steve, and I, we, we kind of do that. Uh, you know, we surprise people when we bring them out to the Mississippi house. <laughs> uh, you know, Jill, last time she came, we didn't tell her where she's going. We just flew her into uh, Jackson, and she just cold read the house. She just shows up, you know. So we had to do that again to Sam. He's uh, Sam Baltrusis. He's, he's a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, we thought um, we've never seen – a couple of psychics work together on a case and we wanted to kind of massage that idea and just see if that would work out at all. And, you know, Jill and Sam worked together on, on their cold reads of the house. And then we brought them together uh, during that. They work individually. Yeah. They worked individually. And then, you know, we brought them together and just to have them compare notes on their reads. And it was was fantastic. It was amazing how that turned out. And then, you know, I, I, it's amazing we pulled it, but we got a scientist for this one. Carolyn Strife uh, came out to the house. She brought all her, um, you know, scientific measuring equipment and uh, really helped give us a, a good idea of, of things in the land and things around the house, which was always needed. I know that we tried very hard in part one to get people out to the house of, of profession 
um, you know, a geologist, and we're mm-hmm. denied. And, you know, Carolyn stepped up, and she stepped forward and, and didn't care about uh, what the rest of her colleagues were going to think uh, doing this documentary. And I got to really tip my hat to her for, for stepping forward like that and, yeah. and playing, coming out and, and, and being with us for the case. Um, Lori McDonald, uh, just a fabulous hypnotherapist that came out and worked with Alice. Um, you know, it, it was just, I've never witnessed that in person. I've seen it, you know, and I've, I've, uh, Vera was a part of a, tra- a regression therapy session that was really neat. And we thought, Hey, you know, maybe this could help Alice. And, and, you know, it was just really neat to see kind of Alice's take under hypnosis of her experience. We really wanted to get to see and feel the, the experience that Alice had that moved her out. And I feel like we accomplished mm-hmm. our mission with Lori. Um, we had Benton Smith out there doing the GPR, ground penetrating radar. I mean, it just goes on and on. We got like so many great, great people, part of this project. Uh, Mary Alice, who's the historian, Morgan Gates, who, uh, helped us with the history and, and told us all about Florence and the history you there. You to talk about history like yeah. in this part too. Walt Grayson, who is, um, you know, he's a feature reporter, uh, kind of well-known in Mississippi there, and he's been out to the house many mm-hmm. times. I, I mean, he was one of the first people I saw do a report on the house. He, he, you know, the news is involved with this house and been out there many times, and Walt Grayson did those stories. And then again, we had Erin Brown, you know, we, we, uh, we visited her story. She's the next door neighbor that is a big part of this story. It's so, a very big part. Yeah. I always wanted to talk about the next door neighbors of all these hundreds of houses, you know, and it's amazing. She had a lot to say and a lot to share. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah, a lot I of mean, people. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of good people are, are really wanting to help Alice and it's just neat to see have people come into the house for the first time and see what we've seen for many years you know and see what we've seen and kind of are documenting at the house and they're having experiences I I just love when you know someone new comes in and and they see they they see it or experience it yeah it sounds like you assembled you know a really amazing and like well-rounded diverse team of, um, you know, experts in their fields. Um, so it, it'll be great to see, you know, what they've gathered and captured. Um, specifically, you know, Carolyn, too, what type of equipment did she bring to the house um, for her data collection? She has a, 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 a piece of equipment called an ERI. Um, it's an ERI, I don't want to call it a machine, but it's an instrument. And basically what it does is it it sends electrodes into the ground and those electrodes bounce off of stuff differently and she can kind of see what sediments are in the ground, if there's limestone, if there's, you know, pockets of looser dirt that might show burials, objects, objects um, gives you a clear picture mm-hmm. of what the land looks like underneath. And she did, I mean, she just canvassed outside, next to the house, all over the place. What were her thoughts um, on the house after she, you know, gathered everything? You know, scientists, I feel like, have such a different perspective on the paranormal and, you know, what's going on. Um, Was she a believer going into it or was she more skeptical? 
she went in just being neutral, just completely mm-hmm. with a scientific mind. She really wanted to find logical explanations for Alice's to give her comfort so that she could move back into her house. Um, and that's, I think that's all we can say because we don't want to. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. You kind of have to watch what happens yeah. in the film. Carolyn had a very interesting trip out to the house. I mean, uh, Mm-hmm. It was completely unexpected. I think it shocked all of us, including Steve. Yeah. Yeah. We um we should probably leave it there. Leave it yeah. there and have people watch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's just so interesting. I mean, like when you watch Skinwalker Ranch, I interviewed Dr. Travis Taylor from that. And, you know, he's he's very skeptical of the paranormal, you can tell. But when you see the show, he's just confused all the time. <laughs> so we have scientific <laughs> people out there. It's just, like, you can see them, like, start to question, like, their own. Like, I went to school, and it had, why does none of this make sense? That's a that good word. exactly yeah. a perfect way to describe confusion. <laughs> They, yeah, he just looks like he doesn't know what's going on all the time, and like you would think the scientists would like be like able to read stuff and understand it, but they just with the unknown and the paranormal, they just leave looking like extremely confused. So I always think it's you know interesting how scientists walk in, you know, is there a believer or you know are they trying to debunk things, and how did they leave the location? Absolutely, and and you know the more that we can involve science and, and do what we can on our end to, to provide science with footage or any kind of data to help them study this. I think we mm-hmm. are going to move forward in this field. Yeah. I think it's, it's important that, you know, science is considered. And I think it's very important that, you know, scientists take a look at this. I and mean, Alice wants that. She's, has the doors wide open inviting anybody in the scientific world to come in and do experiments as they wish. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it just, I didn't have any scientists at my haunted house, but it makes me think, you know, the, the audio tech, we had some psychics out um, one day and they did a live stream and the audio tech uh, was a skeptic. He wanted to like, he was fascinated by it, but he didn't really believe in the paranormal at all. And he, everyone was outside my house and he went to go check all the live streams to make sure everything was running fine. And every single plug from his um, surge protector the, in the outlet was unplugged and it freaked him out so much he stopped talking <laughs> to the psychic that brought him. So I just oh, I think it's fascinating oh with people who have like a scientific or skeptic background because I feel like with locations such as Alice's house it really changes people and their their outlook on stuff it either freaks them out like the audio tech that came to my house or it makes them you know like Alice have more questions that drives them forward in the field yeah absolutely I, I feel like it does open up more questions that's the big thing in all of this it's like the more you learn the more you, the more questions <laughs> yeah. you have it's like I don't know if we're ever going to find answers. You know, it's just it's just the best you can do is document this stuff happening, and you know, do your best at like trying to um, look at what's going on with a level head and not get carried away with you know with things and just. Well, like you said, documentation is so important because we might not have the technology mm-hmm. right now in this generation, but maybe 
three generations, four generations later on, Absolutely. they might be able to look back and see your documentation and then right. use it for right. with their technology. I mean, look at DNA. That's a perfect. That's a yeah. great example. Yeah. It's like they took DNA samples a long time ago, hair samples and stuff, knowing that the future might be some kind of technology that yeah. can solve the case. So, yeah. you know, that's that's. I think that's the best thing we can do is do good data collection and um, documentation on this stuff, and hopefully in the future we'll be able to kind of figure it out a little more. Absolutely. And I know we have to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And returning to the show, we have uh, filmmakers, co-producers, and seasoned paranormal investigators Kendall and Vera Welton, who once again joined forces with Steve Gonzalez in directing a decades-long investigative home haunting film, The House in Between Two. And uh, they both join us uh, to celebrate the launch today. So with the House in Between 2 now available uh, to load right now, also available on Blu-ray and DVD, visit thehouseinbetween.com. That's thehouseinbetween.com. Also, uh, robotninjamedia.com, Twitter and Instagram at Kendall Welton, at Vera Welton, at Steve Gonsalves Official, Facebook, The House in Between Doc. I see here that Psychic, who helped us with our house, uh, is on Twitter. He's writing regarding the show. They're already amazing. Of course, Sophia is so spot on with her questioning. You know, I love to promote this field of study. It's only natural to start with the best. Thank you, Rod. All the accolades are coming in. We're going to return to the latest edition of the show when, uh, just in a few moments. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself it's into your mix of, of voiceovers <laughs> now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. And I'm trying to bring everybody back in. A little lag there in the – okay, got everybody. Kendall, Vera, and Sophia, you're back in the studio. Hey. Hey. Thank you both again so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Oh, thanks for having us. Um, in regards to the house, um, I know there's a lot of investigators that like to do 
something before they enter a haunted location as means of protection. Is there anything either of you did or maybe collectively as a group before investigating a film? Hmm. That's a good one. You know, for, for for this house, Alice's house, I, I guess I didn't feel like I needed it. I don't feel threatened mm-hmm. there. I don't either. I, feel, I don't feel like it's... Like it's a dangerous place. Yeah. I... I mean, we always. I, I'm Christian, so I've always pray, and I've always, you know, bless our work. And we actually, um, our project of like by priest on the and on the one, part one, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he came over to visit, he actually threw holy water at you guys, yeah. and I'm so happy you didn't, you and Steve didn't melt. <laughs> <laughs> and he came over to our computers. He came over to actually yeah. walked in the room with the computers with all the the footage and everything, and he. He blessed the, the project and the computers and the drive. So we've been protected over Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, but other than that, um, just to answer your question, I don't feel threatened. I don't feel like there's something evil mm-hmm. or, or, or like we're in danger, like when we were at the country. But, I mean, yeah. From what we're seeing there and just our experiences and some of the footage we're capturing and John and Brad's evidence there, it seems like it wants people's attention. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's on command when people ask for things. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of interesting because it's very pointed, you know, it's, it's the stuff that they're getting there that the investigations are gathering is, is very direct responses, which, which I don't know if I've seen that, so, you know, in, in, in that much, um, you know, in that much of a, of, of, question and answers and, and you know, well, evidence I mean, gathering. and Well, not many people spend, you know, 10 years. That's true, too. Again and and again. they don't have the doors, of, you know, for Brad and John to be able to go in there and investigate every day if they, are, if they want to. You know, it's like a lab for them. It's so exactly. you're, you're absolutely right on that. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. the, so the, the other location in the world. Yeah. Just, just don't know yet. Don't know yet, yeah. But yeah, it's very so fascinating. I know you, I mean, the house is fascinating. Mhm. I know you said that the ghost just seems like it wants to communicate more. Um, I know this is a very unique case, um, the ghostwriter case, where they actually took Polaroid pictures and got, you know, written responses back on camera. Right. Have you guys ever tried taking Polaroid photos in the home and getting a response well, like that? Well, well, hang on a minute. I actually never said that it's a ghost. Oh, we don't know. We don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I guess is it a multidimensional traveler? There. Is it is it a spirit mm-hmm. from the past? Is it is it is it you know an intelligent something? We don't know, but you know we are gathering information that something strange mm-hmm. is happening in Alice's house, and um, you know to say if it's a ghost or. Or something else. I don't think we're there yet. I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, we're getting on that? pretty good. We're getting a lot of information from all the mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. We're trying to see a little bit of a pattern, mm-hmm. and at this point, I don't feel comfortable saying that it's for sure this or that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the beauty of it—that people can make their own conclusions. I don't know. I mean, yeah. There's something there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, we've, you know, we've all, no, in part one, you know, I had my experience, and that's at the end of the dock. And Vera actually had an experience there. It's not on camera, but 
I, mean, I know we've all had our experiences at, at the house. And this is just a personal opinion, you and I. Because yeah. according to John, Brad, according to everybody else, I mean, they do feel like it's, it's most likely an spirit. Right. Absolutely. But, an intelligent spirit who's making contact. But science hasn't caught up to no. for sure. If it's no. No. That's what that. they feel, you mm-hmm. know, based on their experience and everything. But... But to answer your question about the Polaroid, I did take some Polaroid pictures there. I thought that's mm-hmm. a possibility to, you know, so, have something show up or some kind of uh, something happen in the emulsion process of it developing or, or you know, any kind of light patterns in, in, in the Polaroids. But, you know, I've taken many photos at the house. I haven't really uh, captured anything in those Polaroids or any of the photos that I've shot there. Now, I will say um, some of my drone shots uh, that I did at night, there's some flashes of light that I, I believe I captured on the drone. Um, and it's so, it's so odd because I've never had this happen before. Um, and, you know, I don't think it was, uh, what, light, lightning bugs, but – you know, it was it was very interesting. Uh, it's just an interesting thing that we found while just going through the footage afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, you and I definitely experienced a couple of weird stuff there. You know, that are some of the claims. Oh yeah, and yeah. Definitely made made us scratch our heads. Yeah. But we were so busy with work that kind of like <laughs> we just gotta keep working. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think that's. That's the thing about the paranormal is you literally never know what you're going to get. Um, I mean, it's between, like, camera malfunctionings to, you know, weird flashes of light. It's so hard to, you know, try and decipher everything. Like, is that explainable? Is it not? I mean, there's so much to go over. And, you know, reviewing evidence takes hours. So (laughs) I'm sure that's just very overwhelming at times with everything you get and trying to decipher all of it. Yeah, well, you know, luckily we have a great team. You know, Brad and John, (laughs) uh, the first film, if you haven't seen the first film, definitely watch The House in Between One because at the end it's just mind-blowing, like, Brad finds this piece of evidence just thinking out of the box. He just was like, it didn't set well well with him for like a number of days and Mm -hmm. he just wouldn't give up on it. And, you know, he found a piece of evidence that, you know, we, we we wouldn't have thought to even think of doing, you know, we would have gone. Yeah. Yeah. We had left us. We had, we had, we were done filming and, you know, uh, we had this experience that led into another experience kind of piece of evidence that happened during the, the first experience and it's just interesting you know when these things happen you you gotta like you know hopefully you're rolling on everything but you also have to think about the things yeah that might be happening outside the frame you know like look in the mirrors mm-hmm. look in the the reflections look in just think of everything that you possibly can um it, you know one experience one small thing can lead to a very large discovery in the footage, you know, it's, it's just neat how, how it is. And it's very tricky. You know, it seems like every time you point the camera at the ground or you, you, you stop recording, you know, it's like, Oh, it's not my time to do, you know, move the ball or do this or that, you know? So luckily the house is wired up with cameras 24 seven. That's, 
that's usually what ends up happening, you know. And what I love about it is that, you know, the team there, John, Brad, Alice, you know, they're open for anything. They, you know, they, they might be led to believe, well, this is matching what, a, you know, a hunting with a, a you know, spirit that's not resting or, you know, but they're open for anybody to come prove them wrong, you know. That's true, it's yeah. It's like, come yeah. over come here and tell me that what I'm gathering yeah. is wrong and, and show me, you know, what the real explanation is. I'm totally open for it. Cause I mean, that's how we were when we first pulled into the house. I mean, Steve and I walked in the house, and, you know, we even got our camera on, on part one. You know, Steve's cruising around, like, let's figure out how they're rolling this ball down the stairs, you know. Why? What are they doing to make this thing do this, you know? And, and you go and start looking under the stairs. We're knocking on the stairs. We're trying to jump on the st- You know, we're doing everything thinking we could figure it out. And, I, you know, we kind of quickly realized, like, dang, like, I can't explain their footage of it going down the stairs, you know? It's just it's just odd. And then, you know, the more mm-hmm. footage that they capture of this this event, the ball, you know, and then – uh, at the end of part one, I'll just say it. I, you know, I got to witness that, and it's, it, it was just like, how do you explain that? Because I know I'm the only one in the house, and I'm not even near the stairs. Like, how did this thing move? I know where the ball was. Like, it just doesn't make sense, you know. And uh, it's just, it's fascinating. Like we were talking about earlier, when it happens to you, and you can actually experience it in the house. I, I you know, it's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, there's so much, and I, I feel like, you know, about the paranormal, we'll never understand. But in regards to the house in between, do you feel like the house in between, too, kind of gave a nice conclusion to the story? Or do you think there's a possibility for the house in between to become a trilogy? That's a, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's that's too early to tell right now. But, you know, our hearts are in the story. So it's, you know, and Alice. I mean, the story continues. I mean, Brad and John are still investigating mm-hmm. Amy, um, still investigating the house. Like, they were there last night. So it's like, you know, they continue to to, to get, gather evidence. And, you know, there's stuff that we're learning about things that unfold after the doc when everybody gets to see it. And they're like, hey, you know, unfortunately, you don't know everything that everybody knows during the time when you're making these things. And sometimes some information comes out after when this person says something and this person says something to you. And you're like, wow, those two people said this one thing. And that's the only time you can, you can tell. And it happened to us on part one and it's happened to us again on part two. So, you know, the story still continues there and more information is coming out. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, we had what we had to work with in part one. It was this last 10 years of then investigating Mm -hmm. and sorting through the found footage of the best evidence they had. But a lot happened in the last two years since we finished part one. And a lot of this new evidence happened this last two years. Yeah, yeah. so. So it's fascinating to think about it because, I mean, in two years, a lot happened. A lot happened, yeah. So, I mean, there could be. A lot more to happen in the next, you know, the, the next, next bit year. of time here. So, so we don't yeah. know if something amazing happens, then, yeah, possibly yeah. there could be a part three. I mean, I think it's an ongoing process. I don't know mm-hmm. 
I don't know if I'm saying too much, but I mean, it is an ongoing process. Yeah. Um, I think we found, we gave Alex a lot of reassurance, and she's she's loving, I mean, the fact that geophysicists went there and explained a lot of things about her land is a huge plus in the story. I mean, she, I I mean, think she really got um, yeah, well, some she, of the answers that, that she She feels for, content, yeah. you know, on, on some of the stuff, but I mean, I I'm greedy. I would love to get more scientists out there. I'd love to get more <laughs> yeah. investigators out there. I'd love to like rig the whole house up with, you know, let it, let, let the whole house be. I mean, there's so many ideas that we, we have shooting these that, you know, sometimes we just can't do it in, in the moment or we can't, you know, we, we didn't have time for it. So yeah, I mean, there's still, there's still like a canvas there for us to, to really work with and, you know, just love the, love the story. And Alice, Alice is just an amazing, amazing woman. And, you know, she's so brave and I, I feel honored that, you know, we're Steve Vera and I are all able to tell her story and, you know, put it, put it all together. Right. For sure. Is there any other cases or, you know, myths or legends or something that you would love to make a documentary on in the future? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we have some stuff coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I can't about, wait. Yeah, one of the amazing things about documentaries that we're starting to get um, calls. Calls. Yeah. People. That, yeah, it's really good. We're yeah. starting to get some interesting stories across our desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing about film, too. I mean, there's, like, places you probably want to go or see, but you can't say it because <laughs> you're, just, like, currently working on it. So you can't, like, really say anything about it. <laughs> um, we have some really fun places, stuff coming up. Yeah, for places that you could talk about, um, where would you like to investigate the most in the world and why? Uh Man, oh man, I, I I've been to a lot of locations, so my locations, so mm-hmm. mine's a little different. But um, go ahead, oh, you tell. There's so many, but if I was to choose one real quick, I would probably I really want to take Kendall to my hometown to explore some of the locations that I experienced growing up in um, your hometown. Yeah, yeah. But what, they don't know. Oh, is uh, <laughs> Monterey, is Monterey Mexico. Sorry, I would like to take them wow. there um, just to introduce them to some of those people who are still alive who told me some of the most fascinating encounter, paranormal encounters growing up. Mm-hmm. And now I would love to film that in some locations that have never even been touched by anyone. So that will be a challenge with the language, but I think we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can translate. It will be it will be it will be an honor, you know, if we uh-huh. have the opportunity to to do that. And for me, it's you know, I always kind of say this one, but it's still on the the list, and I know it's not really accessible now. Um, but yeah, Chernobyl was always one that I mm-hmm. felt is kind of the mega the megaplex of, so of exploration. Like I want to go to the White House, but you know, everybody wants to go to the yeah. White House. Uh, there's so many, especially if it hasn't been done. done. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah, I mean, I specifically with Mexico, like you were saying, I feel like 
you know, it's such a big country and there's so many haunted places there, but all you really hear about are, you know, like the Island of the Dolls or something. So I feel like it would be really interesting to hear more about, you know, the haunted places there that aren't covered in spiders. Um, Because I would love to go to a place that's not just filled with spiders. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. So I think, you know, just hearing more about, you know, some of the haunted history of Mexico would be really fascinating. Um, You know, my great grandparents are from Mexico and I don't know that much about it, but beyond, um, you know, um, my grandma being from Matamoros and um, my grandfather being from Chihuahua. So it's like, oh, yeah, uh, the north. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chihuahua has some really amazing crystal caves underneath it that are just fascinating. Yeah, there's some really oh, yeah. stuff happening yeah. over there. Yeah, I mean, so there's so much fascinating history. And, you know, I think that learning more about, you know, the activity that goes on over there is super important, too. And, you know, just hearing about it, I think, is, you know, just really interesting with, you know, all the heritage. I mean, California used to be a part of Mexico and so much changed throughout the years. But, you know, the spirits still linger. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. So I know we're coming towards the end of the show, but are there any websites, upcoming interviews, or events that you would like to mention? Yeah. So um, for the house in between, uh, it's it's worldwide now, so you can watch it anywhere. Um, and you can find the links on thehouseinbetween.com, and that's thehouseinbetween.com. You can basically find all the information on the film, uh, everything about it, and uh, part one is on there too. So if you're looking to watch part one, you can follow the links there. Um, We have a store. You can check out the store in there. Get yourself a House in Between t-shirt. And then, you know, for us, it's Robot Ninja, robotninjamedia.com. And uh, you can kind of stay up to date, follow us. You can stay up to date on our films, uh, anything going on with Sarah and I, and that's robotninjamedia.com. Well, I want to thank you both so much for coming on today. Um, It's been great talking to you both, as always. And, again, congratulations on the house in between, too. And I'm very excited to see what you guys come out with next. Thank you so much for having us. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you guys again. And, I mean, congratulations um, on it being worldwide. And everyone, definitely make sure to check out the house in between one and two. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, guys. Yeah, well, fantastic show today, Sophia. Definitely. Kendall and Vera are such great guests, as always. And I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely not be possible without all of you. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, for uh, the house in between. Also, too, uh, next week, she's got the Ghost Brothers are coming on the show, too, as well. And uh, for um, Kendall and Vera, thehouseinbetween.com. That's thehouseinbetween.com, as Kendall mentioned, too, as well. A multitude of uh, platforms that this is available on. Also, Blu-ray and DVD. As he mentioned, robotninjamedia.com, Twitter and Instagram, at Kendall Welton, at Vera Welton, at Steve Gonzalez Official and Facebook, The House in Between Doc. Also, uh, as we mentioned, the Ghost Brothers will be on uh, next week promoting uh, all the way through uh, the season of Fright Club. 
And that's uh, the 16th, also Intuitive Medium and Pet Grieving author Rob Gutro with his new title. That'll be the 23rd. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com fan page to learn of the guests real time. We have some great guests uh, securing their spots and for networks, too, as well. So tune in. Great show, everybody, and we'll see you next week with the Ghost Brothers. Hi, this is Debbie Francion, Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun.